0: The Publix Radio presents season two of the award-winning audio play, God Talks to an Agnostic, created and produced by the Wilbury Theatre Group in collaboration with AFRI Productions with support from Brown Arts Institute. God Talks to an Agnostic is a 12-part audio play written and directed by Don Mays. 17 days, y'all every day since that
1: bull announcement. We'll keep coming back for 170 more days, as long as it takes, whatever it takes to get justice for Mason. Say his name, y'all. Mason
2: Baxter.
1: Say his name. Mason Baxter. Black Lives Matter. Thank you. Next up is Reverend Smith
3: from
4: New Faith Christian Church. Good evening, friends. On behalf of the New Faith Christian Ministry, I want to say that we are here with the Baxter family. We are with Black Lives Matter. We are with you! Justice for Mason!
5: Excuse me, Grace. Grace, it's me, Sandra Preston.
1: Hi, Sandra. Well, Thanks for being here. The rest of the press stopped covering these visuals a week ago.
5: This is an important story and it's not done. Thank you. I want to ask you if you'd be interested in coming back onto my podcast. I was just on last week. I don't know that I have anything new to add. Well, you wouldn't be the only guest. I asked Officer Dix to be a guest. You know, come on and tell his side of the story. He agreed? Yes. You want me on with Dix. As a counter to, journalistic integrity aside, whatever crap he's gonna say.
1: Hmm, I feel you.
5: I mean, I will be fair, but I won't let him create a false narrative. I think you can challenge his twist on the facts with your... Excuse me? Miss Preston? Yes? Can I speak with you? Uh, yes. Just give me one second. I want to finish up here. Wait. You look familiar. Do I know you?
1: My name is... Yes, you do. She's why we're here. Her name is Robin. Robin Baxter. This is Mason's sister.
5: Yes, yes. Forgive me. I'm so sorry for your loss. How can I help you, Grace? You don't mind if I
1: no, 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 no. Please take your time. Our conversation.
3: No, can well, wait. actually,
1: um, you probably want to hear this too.
5: This is my friend Zena. Hi. I listen to your podcast all the time. That stuff's dope. Thank you. I'm pleased to meet you, Zena. Yeah, me too. So, Robin, what can I do for you? I don't know how you decide on your content,
3: but I have something that I think you might be interested in.
1: No, you gotta do this. Whatever you had planned, you need to cancel, postpone, move stuff around, whatever you gotta do.
5: Nah, seriously, whatever you gotta do. Okay, okay, I'm listening. What is it you wanna share?
3: Well, my brother's friend, Dante, He was here that night.
5: He was one of the eyewitnesses? Yes. He saw what happened. You think he'd be willing to talk to me? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. How can I get in touch with him? Do you have his contact? He recorded it. He what? There's a recording? He has a recording? Yes. On his cell. He recorded it? How much did he...
3: All of it. He saw and recorded the whole
5: thing. How can I... I have it. They lied! All those goddamn liars! Would you mind sharing? It's on this thumb drive. I have watched
3: it once. I don't ever want or need to see it again. I'm so sorry. That must have been so painful to... Who else has seen this? Dante gave a copy to the police. They have a recording?
5: That's how we know they lied.
3: Lied? How? What do you mean? What they're saying? What they reported
1: doesn't match what's on this recording. You look at what's on this recording, see how they lied. Lying ass bastards!
3: Here, take it. I don't
5: need to see it again, but the world does. Thank you. I'll do my part to make sure that happens.
4: Alexa, what time is it?
5: Nation time.
4: Alexa. What is the time?
5: The time is 11.14.
4: Alexa, play a soft rain. You still up? I'm in here. The bedroom.
3: I'm sorry to get here so late.
4: Come on, you know that's not a thing.
3: I was going to call, but I was with Sina. She dropped me off.
4: Uh, How was your day? What? What is it? The rain. Yeah, I can stop it if you want. Elect-
3: mm, no, um, no, it's let it play. We really did that, huh?
4: Did what?
3: Talk to her. Uh, talk to ancestor. Yep, and yep. She talked to us. We can really talk to the rain.
4: Yeah, we can. I know.
3: You talked to her last night.
4: Yeah, did you?
3: No, um, Zizi and I were. We hadn't hung out like that for a minute.
4: How long have y'all known each other?
3: Kindergarten. Oh, my
4: goodness.
3: (laughs) Basically all our lives.
4: Like sisters.
3: She is my sister. Okay. I trust her to the moon and back. We know everything about each other. We've been like that all our lives.
4: Mm. What does she say about Ancestor?
3: (laughs) Oh, you mean our pilgrimage to Mexican Mecca?
4: What? (laughs) What? (laughs)
3: That's just easy.
4: She does know that... we were on a completely different continent, wasn't uh, she?
3: Well, her facts don't always align with anybody else's, but <laughs> if I said I did it, she. she believes me.
4: Everybody needs a ZZ, huh? <laughs>
3: um. Last night, uh, what did she say? Ancestor, what did you talk about?
4: Um, she. Uh, it's, a, it's amazing. She can pick up on my... She knew something was off with me by the touch of my skin. As much as I try to hide it, what's going on with me, she can see it or feel it, I guess.
3: I missed you today.
4: I missed you too.
3: I needed you.
4: Hey, I was around. You should have called. Hey. Hey, 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 what's going on? What is it? I'm here. I'm here. What's going on? Talk to me. I saw it. Saw it? Saw what?
3: Dante, he never told us. He wanted to protect us.
4: Mrs. Friend Dante, protect you from what?
3: You know he was there, right?
4: Yes, I I reached out to him. Uh, He never responded. Is he okay?
3: Dante, Dante recorded it on his cell. Oh, no. They were laughing. They were sitting there, laughing. And in an instant, he, he was gone. Just like that. Gone. He, he was right. Dante was right. No mother should ever see her son.
6: Reverend, Mrs. Smith, you don't... You can call me Alice. But you don't have to come over here so often. This is, what, the third visit this week? Fourth. Yes, that's too much. I know you have so many things on your plate. I don't need to be taking up so much of your time.
4: Now, darling, we said we'd be here to support you, and that's what we're going to do.
6: Well, thank you, but I Shall don't... I make tea? Teaspoon of honey, yes. Mmm, yes, Thank you.
4: I was at the rally last night.
7: Vigil, dear. I don't like when they call it a rally. Vigil is so much nicer, so much more respectful of Mason's memory. I appreciate people acknowledging
6: the memory of my son in whatever way they see fit. Yes. Yes, I agree. They're out there every night. And I love and appreciate each and every one of them.
4: Well, I've been to almost every vigil myself. I only missed a few due to other obligations at the ministry.
6: Yes. I know you have other obligations, so please, please, don't feel you have to keep, you know...
7: Oh, tea's ready. That was fast. Let's get you a cup. Lemon, ginger, one teaspoon of honey. Yes. I feel like I know where everything is in your kitchen. <laughs> Excuse me. Are you having tea, dear?
4: None for me, thanks. Thanks.
6: Hi, Jocelyn. Latasha, how are you doing? Reverend Davis, oh my goodness. Reverend Davis, what are you doing here? Latasha, it's good to see you. Uh, oh, it's good to see you too. <laughs> Come on in, we're in the kitchen.
4: Ah, Reverend and Mrs. Smith, how are you? Reverend Davis, what a surprise. Hi,
6: Reverend Davis. Yes,
7: it is a surprise, a wonderful surprise.
6: Thanks, it's good to see you both.
7: Hi, Reverend and Mrs. Smith. You're Robin's boyfriend's mother. Jocelyn. Your son is... I know Robin really loves him. Yes, they are very much in love.
6: So, I hope we weren't interrupting.
7: No, no. We're just having tea. Would either of you like me to make you a cup? Oh, goodness. Look at me. I don't mean to take over. I'm sorry, Latasha. I just... Oh, no. It's okay.
6: Just trying to help. I know. It's really kind of you. No tea for me
4: Thank you.
0: I'm good, too. Thank you. Well... Uh,
4: We were just leaving. I'm sure you're looking forward to spending some time with Reverend Davis while he's here in town. So great to see you again, Reverend. You as well.
7: Yes. Wonderful to see you again. Oh, and if you're still in town, feel free to come by on Sunday, New Faith Christian Ministries. We'd love to have you at our Sunday service.
4: Uh, I appreciate the offer.
7: Thank you both.
4: Uh, See you Sunday.
7: Here's your tea. Bye. Bye now. Oh, Reverend Davis, it's really good to see you. What brings La-tasha, you, Latasha? We don't mean to. We're just trying to help, doing the best we can and the best way we know how. That's that's all. Bye, bye now.
6: That was <laughs> Reverend
0: Davis. I, I'm I'm sorry. That um, <laughs> did I do something to offend, Latasha? I'm sure you did not. It's okay. So then, as
6: we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Galatians 6.10 Seems to me that they are sincere, that they are offering themselves in good faith, and if that is the case, which I believe it is, they'll be back. You're right. (laughs) Thank you. I know her heart is in the right place, both of them. Thank you. Thank you for, (laughs) oh, I would have been stressing over that.
0: And girlfriend, I don't need another thing to stress about, okay? And that's why I asked him to come back. He knows how to help you get through this. With his wisdom and experience, I knew Glenn could offer the kind of guidance you need right now. Help you navigate everything that's being thrown your way. God knows, there's been a lot.
6: And unfortunately, there's sure to be a lot more. And as long as you see a need for me to be here, here is where I'll be. Jocelyn said you're not the kind that flies in only when there's a spotlight. Never that.
2: This, this is The Sound, Sound Off with Sandra Pete.
5: Hello Soundbites. Welcome to another edition of Sound Off with Sandra. I'm your host, Sandra Preston. Today, we have put together an interesting, well, this podcast is going to break our mold a bit. For the first time, we'll have three guests live in the studio. We'll be discussing the ongoing vigil in which Black Lives Matter's protesters are demanding an external investigation in the shooting of Mason Baxter. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary of the police shooting of 19-year-old Mason Baxter, who was unarmed at the time of the shooting. An internal investigation was held, and just over three weeks ago, Officer Todd Dix was found to have committed no violation of police policy. Officer Dix has agreed to come on the podcast and, for the first time, speak publicly about what happened that fateful night. We will be joined later by Grace Evers, president of the local Black Lives Matter chapter and a surprise guest that no one has heard from. Officer Dix, thanks for coming on the show.
8: Thanks for having me.
5: I know this is the first time that you've spoken publicly about the shooting. Thank you for choosing Sound Off to let people hear your side.
8: It has been challenging. People only see what is reported in the paper, on the news, and it is never the whole story. And frankly, far too often, uh, they get it wrong. Completely wrong, sometimes.
5: Are you suggesting the media has gotten the story wrong? Parts of it. Uh,
8: Some of it. Yeah.
5: Okay. So, here's your opportunity to share your side. Share what you suggest the media has gotten wrong. Walk us through it, please.
8: Yes. Thank you. Well, I was on patrol. I was covering the south side. I've been covering that area many, many times. I've been on the force for 11 years. I'm familiar with the area. I know the neighborhood. I know the people there. They know me.
5: There have been several complaints registered about your- Yeah,
8: surprise, surprise. I catch you doing something wrong, breaking the law, and people are going to complain.
5: Some of the complaints have to do with excessive force.
8: And none of them stuck. I've never been written up.
5: But the complaints are in your file.
8: To make a complaint is one thing. To have a violation is something completely different.
5: But uh, forgive me, Officer Dix. Isn't that why we're here? How complaints are handled? Who's policing the police?
8: The department has a thorough process for investigating concerns with police conduct.
5: Yes, again, that's why we're here. Please, go on. The night in question, you were on patrol and you found yourself at Louverture Park.
8: Yes, I drove to the park. We always get noise complaints from that area. People hang out there after hours.
5: But this was at around 7. The park doesn't close until 9.
8: I didn't say there was a complaint at the time. We often make routine checks. Try to be proactive, stave off potential problems before they happen.
5: You know how that can sound problematic. How people might react to that statement.
8: Being proactive. What's the problem with that statement?
5: People could take it as, you're there looking for problems.
8: We're the police. That's what we do.
5: Okay. Then, where does protect and serve come in?
8: It's the same thing. I We're... It's the same thing.
5: Okay. We'll have to agree to disagree. Please, continue. Talk to us about the encounter with the boys on the basketball court and how that led to you unholstering your firearm and then shooting Mason Baxter.
8: See, that's what you do, you in the media. You make it sound like I was a Wild West gunslinger out to kill someone. I came up on a tense situation.
5: Boys playing basketball in a park?
8: Yes! They were loud and agitated, and they were going at each other. It was a tense situation. You know how many shootings there are in that area? Things get out of hand, and before you know it, there's a body on the ground.
5: Which happened anyhow. Not like...
8: I wanted to quell the situation. That was my intention. I got out of the car and I approached the boys on the basketball court.
5: And you turned on your body cam?
8: Yes. Which is according to procedure, and things just escalated. Things? It's no secret that people over there are not too fond of the police. The popo.
5: Let's try to keep it respectful.
8: Yeah, tell them that. To earn respect, you have to give respect.
5: No argument there. Now, in your report, you said things escalated again. Things. And you felt like you were being surrounded by a large gang of agitated youths. Correct?
8: The situation got chaotic real fast.
5: But when you approached, there were only three boys on the basketball court, correct? I mean, that's what your body cam shows.
8: I was aware of my surroundings. There were other youths in the area.
5: Yes. The two kids sitting on the picnic tables near the basketball court.
8: However many there were, there were others.
5: Okay. So you're on the court with the three agitated youths. Then you suddenly draw your weapon, turn and fire on Mason Baxter, who is some ten yards away.
8: Like I said, the situation was tense. The teens were agitated, and suddenly, from behind me, the kid jumps up from the table and charges me. My reaction when I'm being attacked, and it wasn't just me, I felt I needed to protect the other youths there.
5: So you say Mason Baxter jumped up from the table and charged you?
8: That's what happened.
5: Although, that is not clear from your body cam.
8: It happened really fast. I turned and he was there. I fired three rounds, two of which hit the assailant.
5: Looking back, with what you know now, would you have done anything differently?
8: It's unfortunate a young man lost his life. However, the investigation found I did nothing wrong. My actions were justified. I would not have done anything differently.
5: Okay. Thank you, Officer Dix. We're going to bring out our other guests. First, she was just on Sound Off last week discussing this same topic Black Lives Matter President Grace Evers. And, like Officer Dix speaking publicly for the first time about the shooting of Mason Baxter, is eyewitness and best friend of Mason Baxter, Dante Andrews. Grace? Dante, welcome. Thank you for having me.
2: Thank you. you.
5: Grace, we're going to start with you. These vigils have been going on every night since the announcement of the findings of the investigation. Actually,
1: Sandra, we think of it not as single visuals, but as one ongoing visual. We don't believe justice has been served. The facts of the shooting of Mason Baxter don't line up with what Officer Dix reported, and we feel there needs to be an outside investigation so we can get to the actual truth.
8: You can't know what went on there. You weren't there. You can't just create facts to satisfy your agenda. We're not
1: creating facts. We're just disputing the so-called facts that you've presented.
8: Based on what, huh?
1: Based on what's in your report.
8: I stand by my report.
1: We'll see how that holds up in an external investigation.
8: It'll stand just fine, just fine, if there was a need for an external investigation.
1: There is and has always been a need for someone else to
5: police the police! Okay, okay, let's bring it back. So far, we've seen Officer Dix's report and footage from his body cam. Officer Dix, are you aware of the existence of additional video footage?
8: Yes, several people submitted videos. It's mostly stuff taken after the fact.
5: But you didn't see it?
8: No, uh, not most of it. I wasn't part of the investigation. But like I said, it was stuff taken after the fact.
5: So, you're not aware that Dante, who was an eyewitness, recorded the incident? In real time?
8: There's... No, I was not aware.
5: So you didn't know the investigators had this video footage?
8: I did not, but if they had it, it must corroborate with my report. Having it obviously did not change the findings.
1: And that's why we insist on having an outside investigation.
5: There are a few things I think you're going to find interesting when we show you the video. But first, Dante. This must be really tough for you. How are you doing? I'm alright. Mason was your best friend?
2: Yeah, he was my boy. Me and Mace was tight like that. We was always laughing and joking and stuff. He was never in no trouble. He never should have died like that.
5: We are so sorry for your loss. Thanks. So, I know it must have been horrible to have seen your friend get killed right in front of you. Can you tell us what went through your mind?
2: It was like I was watching a movie. It didn't even seem real. It still doesn't. Even a year later, I'm like...
5: (sighs) I understand. We're going to run the video. We're going to skip over the actual shooting. I would not put you through that again. But I'm going to ask you to talk us through the rest. What you saw. What you were thinking. Here we go.
2: So me and Mace was sitting on the table by the court and it was three kids playing ball.
5: Was there anyone else around?
2: Nah, everybody else left. It was just those three scrubs. They ain't have no game, so nobody picked them. They didn't get to play in any of the runs.
5: So there were only five people in the area?
2: Yeah, you can see them in the video and me and Mace over here.
5: And why did you decide to turn on your phone's camera?
2: It was funny. The popo try tried to come out there all big and bad.
5: What do you mean, big and bad?
2: He was all trying to be hard and stuff, and them kids was clowning him. He was looking real stupid, basically harassing them for nothing.
5: Were the boys being really loud?
2: It was just three of them. They was trash talking, but it wasn't nothing too loud or nothing.
5: So they were just trash talking, not getting agitated, not ready to fight.
2: For what? What they gonna fight about? None of them had no game.
5: Okay. Then what happened?
2: The cop was getting madder and madder, and me and Mace just sitting there laughing, And then at first, I didn't know why May stood up. We were sitting on the table with our feet on the bench. So when he stood up, he was standing on top of the bench. Then he jumped down. That's what I said. That's what's in the report.
1: No. In the report, you claimed he jumped off the bench and charged you. That's not what this young man is
2: saying. He didn't charge, he jumped straight down, he didn't make no sudden move, he just stood and jumped down off the bench. So why did he get up? Why did he jump off the bench in the first place? Like I said, they was clowning the cop, not really paying him no mind, and the one kid took a shot. Okay,
5: you can see here in the video, the kid takes a shot and misses. Officer Dix, do you remember that?
8: I can see it there in the video, but I wasn't really paying attention to the missing baskets.
5: But follow the ball. There, in the lower left corner of the video, after the missed shot, the ball rolls off the court, in the direction of the table.
2: That's why May stood up. He jumped down off the bench to get the ball. To get the ball. He didn't charge. He didn't charge. The ball was coming right at us. He was gonna get the ball he was gonna get the ball.
1: Which is also why Mason's body was only a few feet away from the table, nowhere near Center Court where you were having the exchange with the three kids.
8: I saw what I saw. I reacted.
5: And after seeing this, would you have changed anything that happened that day?
8: Hindsight is twenty twenty. These situations are always tense. You can't second-guess yourself.
5: We'll take that as a
1: solid no.
8: I can't change what happened in the past.
1: That's why we need a closer, unbiased investigation. So what happened in the past
5: doesn't keep happening in the future. Hold on. I'm not sure if Dante is even aware of this. You left your camera going?
2: Yeah, I didn't notice it. Things got so crazy so fast. Cops everywhere. I'm there, holding mace.
5: Yes, it was quite chaotic. But your phone picked up some interesting information. Our engineers had to clean up the sound, and what we found is compelling.
8: Compelling? Compelling how? Coaching. Coaching? What are you talking about?
5: Officer Dix, did you get coached?
8: Coached,
5: did your captain coach you?
8: I didn't need any coaching.
5: Okay, listen to this. Goddamn little son of bitches.
8: no respect, no respect. I'm running the goddamn, goddamn mouth. mouth. What did you expect? Shut up. I'm sorry, captain, but he pissed me off. Shut up. Shut up. this is you your Goddamn mouth.
4: mouth. They would have just shut up. You know what to say. What? Say it.
2: Say it.
8: I feared for my life. I drew my weapon because I feared
6: for my life. That's all I'm saying. You're not new to this. That's the only thing you say. Just that. You don't say another goddamn thing.
5: I'll ask again. Given the chance, would you have done anything different?
0: God Talks to an Agnostic is written and directed by Don Mays, with music and sound design by Andy Russ, with music contributions by Ashley Frith and the Culmination Group with Edgar Diaz, and production management by Natalie Rosario, Melly Hayes, and Alison Marchetti. The show features performances by Don Mays, Rose Weaver, Jackie Davis, Rudy Rue Cabrera, Pamela Lambert, Daraja Hines, Jason Quinn, Jeff Hodge, Tanya Montenegro, Silla Bento, Brianna K. Rosario, Mindy Brito, Brian Lang, Christian Mancinas-Garcia, Susie Santana, Len Cabral, Teddy Lytle, Jennifer Mischley, Angelique Dina, Lorraine Guerra, Becky Davis, and Gunnar Manchester. God Talks to an Agnostic is produced by the Wilbury Theatre Group in collaboration with AFRI Productions with support from Brown Arts Institute and presented by The Public's Radio. All episodes of God Talks to an Agnostic were recorded at the Granoff Center for the Arts at Brown University in Providence, Rhode Island. View the complete list of available episodes on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. To find out more about the show or to learn more about how you can support our work, visit us online at thewillberrygroup.org. (laughs) Go, go! He's knocking the dust off the <this> damn bitch! <laughs> I'm right here. Nice I'm safe. Nice. We on that move? i got down low, I got
6: two. Well, let's keep
2: the final